Welcome to the Healthy Habits for Life podcast. I'm Dr. Carol Perlman, a psychologist, health coach, and married mom of two boys. I went from a frazzled mompreneur who hits news until the last possible moment to a vibrant business owner who jumps out of bed at 5 a.m. excited about my day. I once felt completely overwhelmed by my endless task list, but have learned how to work smarter, not harder, by studying health habits, mindset, and time management. I love to teach others how to implement top recommendations for health, happiness, and success. Yes, busy moms can learn how to stop picking at your kids' leftover food, create a daily exercise routine, and stay on top of the to-do list so you go to bed feeling fantastic about your day. Tune in each week as I share my best strategies for creating and sustaining daily habits for a healthy lifestyle and chat with other experts in the health and wellness industry. I'm your host, Dr. Carol Perlman. This is the Healthy Habits for Life show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the next episode of the Healthy Habits for Life podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Carol Perlman, and I'm so glad that you are here with me today. I have a super guest with us today, Meg Francis, and Meg and I actually go way, way back. We'll see if we maybe share some stories, Um, (laughs) but we were friends in our youth, and we've both traveled quite the journey in between then and now. And I'm so excited to share with you the work that Meg is doing. She is really a special individual and I'm so excited for you to get to know her. So welcome, Meg. Thank you. Thank you. I want to say Dr. Perlman, but you'll always be little Winnie to me. Oh, you can acknowledge that. Maybe we'll say that. (laughs) You can say that. Yeah. So we should clarify. So my maiden name is Winnette and Meg and I know each other because we worked at an ice cream shop back in the high school days. We had so much fun together and somehow that was my nickname back then and it has stuck. So some might know me as Dr. Perlman and there are people out in this world who know me as Little Winnie and that's how it is. So let me tell you a little bit about Meg. Meg is a motivational speaker, trauma specialist, shamanic practitioner, recovery coach, and yoga instructor. She has 15 years of experience guiding women to find their authentic selves and live life to the fullest. She uses heart-centered coaching and embodiment practices to help increase your capacity to keep commitments to yourself, create more intimacy with others, and feel a sense of empowerment that leads to a life of fulfillment. After years of providing social work services to underprivileged communities, she is currently working towards her master's to become a licensed mental health counselor. Her mission is to inspire and motivate women to fully embrace and celebrate their uniqueness and to empower them to live life on purpose with clarity, confidence, and connection. Such a great mission. I love it. So let's get into it. So tell me, I know, you know, your career path has taken many twists and turns. So tell us a little bit about how you got to the work that you're doing now. Yeah, that could be a short answer or a really long one. I'm How about sure. a medium? Yeah, a medium. So, I mean, it's it's weird because I never would have imagined myself doing the work that I'm doing now, but it just fits for me because I'm used to managing restaurants, which I did for 15 years, and that was easy for me. And now, you know, I talk to people about what comes easy to you might not be what you're meant to be doing. It might not be your soul's calling. And that's kind of what I found out. Like, even though managing restaurants was almost like a natural instinct for me, um, it wasn't fulfilling something in me. So when I left the restaurant business after 15 years, like I said, I just took some time to investigate 
what is it that I really want to be doing? What brings me the greatest joy? And I knew that involved people. I knew it involved helping people. Um, but what also happened is when I stepped back from the hectic lifestyle of the restaurant, I realized that I was fighting some demons within myself and I needed some help. Right. So I, um, you know, overcame a battle, um, of with my battle with alcohol and started working with people in recovery, um, people who, um, you know, who needed that extra support as well. I was guiding meditations, I was teaching yoga, and it just grew from there. It was like, ha, oh, I found it. Like, you know, I found what really puts that fire in my heart. And then I got some certifications. I went and did some trainings and opened a yoga studio and then decided I needed to do something bigger. I needed to expand even more. And just having a little community of, of um, people that I was helping just wasn't enough for me. I need to spread my wings. And so I left the yoga studio to just go wherever I'm called. You were meant to do great things in this life. <laughs> like you were not meant to do something small. You were meant to do something really great. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I believe it. Yeah. I mean, you know it in your heart. Clearly, you know it in your heart. Um, I think that's a really interesting distinction between what we can do and what we really want to do. And not everybody has the courage to pay attention to that. And, you know, there you can like very easily fall into the pressures of society that might tell you, well, you should go down this path or, oh, you're really good at this. And so you should do this. And it takes a whole lot of courage to take that step back and say, yes, I can do this and I'm really good at it, but it's not going to make me really happy. And is that how I want to live this one life that I have to live? No. And so I really admire your willingness to change course um, and start over and not have all the answers at first and just kind of know you're meant to do something else. I don't know exactly what, but I will find it. <laughs> and I think the greatest things happen when you just take that risk and not everybody is um, willing to take the risk. And I really hope, you know, that's a theme that has come up a lot in these interviews that I've been doing. And I hope it's something that people take away from this podcast that in order to do really great things, to achieve great things in your life and, and achieve a great happiness, it's going to involve some risk. It's just inherent in the process. It is. And I have to say, like, I had the ability uh, to do that. It wasn't like, you know, I, I know a lot of people are stuck in their jobs. They have to keep this job financially. I had an opportunity where I could still be making money while I left the restaurant business. So not everybody has that opportunity. And there's that fine line, like, okay, yeah, take a risk, but how great is that risk? And do you, and that's why I, I help people make those decisions, you know, yeah. If you want to do something else, let's walk through the steps it's going to take you to get there. So that will help eliminate some of the fears. Mm -hmm. Everybody's path will look different and everybody has different challenges ahead of them. And wouldn't it be great if we all had people walking it with us? It's like, yeah, you can. I'm here. Let's just figure out how. Yeah, it's so true. Having an outside person who's not blinded by the emotions of the situation is so important to help you break it down and say, okay, if this is what you really want to do. If this is the direction you really want to go in, let's break it down and let's talk about like the nitty gritty. What is it going to take to get you there? And maybe you can't do it all right away. And maybe you have to go one piece at a time, but how are we going to make that happen? And having someone in your, in your corner really can make a big difference. 
So, okay, so let's keep moving along in the journey. So where did things go from there? Um, so then, you know, I started to realize what does it take for me to really stay grounded? And because now, okay, now I'm going to build a career doing what I love, but I don't have a boss. I don't have someone holding me accountable, giving me deadlines. That's on me. And I've got two young daughters. And, and so now how do I manage this? And I, I would say I was a single mom, but I wasn't. I just wasn't married. I had a whole community of people helping, right? I don't, yeah, just because I wasn't married doesn't mean I was a single mom. That's, I just want to clarify that for people. If you've got a community, you're not alone. Um, and because I didn't have a boss, I had to really stay focused. Um, and that's where I realized the need for connection with other people and especially like-minded people someone who, and, and even friends, a lot of times that's your friends who are saying, hey, did you get this done? Did you get that done? And through my yoga practice, my meditation, my spiritual practices, those are what really helped keep me grounded. Those are what helped me stay connected to my dreams, to my visions of what I want for my future. Um, Can I ask you a question about that? Yes. Okay, so I think there are, I know that there are a lot of people out there who maybe hear others talk about having a spiritual practice and, and being very connected to their spiritual, like a spiritual side or a spiritual being, but they might wonder, how do I get there? You know, how do you get from A to B if that's something that you want, but it's not part of your life right now? So what, can you break that down, what that really looks like? How you achieve Yeah, oh, I'll make it very simple for you. Um, I, a lot of people come to me with this. They're like, wait, I don't really get it. You know, I don't know if I believe in God or higher power or whatever. And that's totally normal, right? If you weren't brought up in a certain way, maybe you don't know, or maybe something happened and you stopped believing in something. So I just ask people, where in your life do you find the greatest amount of joy? And what um, can you think of a time in your life where you felt truly loved? And what that does is it gives you that feeling of connection, right? Like it's that warm, fuzzy, safe, comforting feeling. And the more you do of that, the more of those things you remember, you experience can kind of show you, oh, there is something here. Mm-hmm. You know, I think anytime we feel like we're not alone, when we really believe we're not alone, whether it's because of people or whether it is your faith in a higher source of, of something, that's a practice, right? Like that can be your practice, that practice of joy. So I think sometimes people hear spiritual and they get all like, ah, like, yeah. Oh no, don't say that G word of God. Like I don't, I don't use that terminology all the time um, because everybody's practice is different. Uh, spiritual to me means I'm not the one who is true. I can do only so much and then I have to let the rest go. Mm-hmm. And whether that's because there's a higher power in charge or not, I just want to, I want to know that I'm in alignment with my purpose and then just trust. Mm -hmm. So hard. Easier said than done, right? (laughs) 
Yes. But at the end of the day, I check my to-do list. I said, did I do everything that I could possibly do today? Which might not be the entire to-do list. Because if I had five things on it, but then something happened, there was a detour. So I had to not stop at that place that I was supposed to stop at, or my kid got sick, or I had a phone call that was necessary to take. So maybe I didn't get everything done, but did I do everything that I could possibly get done today? And if the answer is yes, I go, okay, I'm done. Yes. Hello friends. It's Carol Perlman coming on to say hello. And thank you so much for listening. I hope you've been enjoying these episodes as much as I've enjoyed creating them for you. I wanted to make sure you knew about a special program that is currently being offered on my website. If you go to www.healthy4lifebycarolperlman.com, you'll see more information about my current time management classes. If you follow me on social media, if you listen to my podcast, you know that I believe time management is behind almost every single one of your goals. And the more you can perfect your skills in time management, the more successful you're going to be in reaching your goals. I have created what I believe is a really outstanding class. I've been studying time management for years. I've been perfecting my own system and I've been teaching others for almost 15 years now. I created an online course, a 21-day habit formation course that is now available to you. They, quote unquote, they say it takes 21 days to create a new habit. And I find that that is often time the case. So go look on the website, healthy for life by carolperlman.com. And you will see current offerings. I have several different time management classes for specific audiences, but the general one is just the it's about time, time management class. You'll see all the details there. You'll see the upcoming start date. And there's always the opportunity to buy the workbook and complete the course as a self-paced course and take it at your own speed. It's one exercise a day. All you need to commit is 10, maybe 15 minutes a day. Step-by-step, you will create new habits that last a lifetime for better time management. Check it out. And I hope to see you in one of the classes. Thanks again for listening. Great way of looking at it. You know, I teach time management classes and I think that's a great um, little footnote for me to put in there. You know, a lot of people feel really discouraged. I don't want to take us on a tangent here, but a lot of people feel discouraged at the end of the day when they, when they sought out to do a certain number of things and then they didn't. And I love bringing that emphasis to like, you obviously did what you could. And if you took a nap or if you watched Netflix for two hours, maybe that's what you needed. And you took care of yourself and you did what you could and you can be okay with that. Yes. Yes. I love that. Um, Okay. So, so how are you helping people these days? What kind of, what's the framework of your practice now? So a lot of the work I do is individual coaching and that involves a whole number of things. I've got a pretty big toolbox and I cater to whatever the person needs. So I'll use whatever tools appropriate. And sometimes that's teaching breath work. And sometimes it's um, teaching someone how to remain calm in stressful situations where it's, um, you know, like I said, the breath work, the pop, practicing the pause throughout your day. And then I also do deeper work. I know you had mentioned at the beginning, you know, shamanic practices, which is not 
something that a lot of people are familiar with. Yeah, I don't know what that is. So can you elaborate? (laughs) (laughs) So um, shamans believe that we are all connected by spirit and that every living thing has a spirit. And it is not necessarily... um, that spirit is working for us or against us. It's that we all together are working together. And so I do shamanic journeys with people and I am not a shaman. I need to clarify. I am a shamanic practitioner who has worked under shamans and with shamans and they have blessed me to do the work that they've trained me in. Um, And so a shamanic journey is when you go into like a trance like state, a meditative state and, um, it's almost like a meditation, but you're really, it's focused meditation. If you're going to find answers, you're going to ask, you know, show me what I need to know for this next step or connecting with a spirit that has passed or finding a spirit or power animal. And shamans really honor the land a lot. They, they really, um, you know, take care of the land, do a lot of herbal medicine work, um, And so it might be something like that for someone who really truly believes in that and wants to work with spirit and get to understand that that might be something I would do. Um, Another shamanic practice is soul retrieval. And, you know, when you have experienced a trauma, the belief is that part of your soul leaves your body. And sometimes, you know, you get that, I just feel like there's something missing. Right. So this is a way you can go back and you don't have to talk about the trauma. You don't have to re-experience the trauma, but I will go and travel to find that part of your soul that left that didn't feel safe at that time. And then we return that part to you. And then there's ways I'll coach you on how to integrate that back into your life. Because if you think about it, that part of you left because it felt unsafe Now, once it returns, you need to assure that part. It could have been a car accident. It could have been a sexual trauma. Now, if you're feeling like, no, I'm here, I can handle this. You want to assure that part of you, I'll take care of you now. It's okay. Um, So that's pretty deep work. Yes, that is. Pretty deep work. And prior to COVID, were you doing this in person or was it by phone? Kind of. I was doing it in person prior to COVID and I am slowly starting to do a little bit in person, but it can be done um, virtually as well. Of course, as anything, it's always um, better to do it in person, right? It's always more effective, I should say. Um, But yes, it can be done virtually for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that sounds like a pretty intense process Um, and yet very potentially very healing. Now, not all my practices are that intense. Right? So I do, um, I do a coaching program that's six weeks. It's the roadmap to clarity, confidence, and connection. And those are like exercises that you would do. They don't go as deep, but they really do help you find your way where I'm facilitating you to create your own roadmap. Like here, make this list. Now let's take that list and break it down and, um, And roadmap for what? Like what would be an example of something like a target that someone would be working on? 
So this is basically like, oh, gee, I don't, um, I don't, let's take, for example, I don't know what I love to do. I'm stuck in this job. I know I don't like it, but what do I do? So you would make a list of a hundred things that you want to do, be, or have. And then we'll take a look at that list. You know, okay, this thing I want to do, be, or have is going to take time. This thing is going to take some money. And this thing might take some soul searching. So that might be, okay, we'll read this book or do this or do that. And then we break that down and say, okay, those are the things you want to do. So let's put that aside for a minute. And later you can go back and look just by living in your authentic self, by being true to those things that pull you towards joy, you'll find, most people find that some of those things get knocked off the list very quickly. Or might discover that, oh, I thought I wanted that, but that's not important to me anymore. And so you cross it off. Um, and how long does it take, you know, to work through something like this with someone? Well, there's no end goal, right? Because we're always evolving. Mm-hmm. Something else is always going to come in. So the program I do in groups is six weeks. And, and a lot of times people will want to stay and keep going because this isn't like, there's no end game here. We're, we're still going. We're always developing and evolving and growing. Yeah. I mean, we get the answer to this question, but now we have another question. Mm-hmm. Um, do you ever do retreats, like overnight weekend retreats? I am working on planning one right now, and that's actually around um, sexual healing and awakening. So that's coming up. So you can watch for that probably in the fall. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would love to do more. I know I probably this year would have done some had COVID not hit. Um, yeah, I can definitely see that being a great opportunity to combine a lot of your, your methodologies and modalities, you know, over the span of a weekend. Yeah. I mean, right now we're developing, I have a team with me developing a youth program for a youth empowerment program so that, you know, we believe that if we had found out some ways to find ourselves when we were, you know, eight years old, up to 18 years old, that's the age group we're working with. And we'll have three different age groups within that where we'll include movement and journaling and art and kind of help these young people figure out what's their passion. What are they good at? What do they love? Who do they want to be? How do they want their life to look? What so a gift that would be. Yeah. Can you imagine? I mean, I think about that all the time. I've done so much personal development work in the past, well, over the course of my whole life, but especially in the past five or seven years. But imagine if we had done all this work when we were younger, if we knew some of the things we knew now when we were younger, it would have been so much different. And I guess that's the, pro- that's the journey of life, right? You just live, you learn as you, you live and learn. But what a gift to be able to give some of these, um, these skills and awarenesses to kids. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, sometimes it is just learning, right? And it's just learning as you go. You could have, you could think you have all the answers at 18 and then maybe you realize you don't because like I said before, everything's always changing. Yeah. It's so true. So I want to back up to something that you said. Um, 
you know, I like to talk about habits and things people can do day in and day out. You know, it's the small behaviors or the small practices that you might think are insignificant, but over time they add up to really big changes. And you mentioned something about a pause that I know from talking to you in previous conversations, I know a little bit more about what you're referencing, but can you say more about that? Because I thought that was so, so good. Yeah, this is the easiest thing I could offer anybody to do. And for me, it has been super, super, super helpful to get through a crazy day. And so when I wake up in the morning, I have a glass of water next to my bed, put my feet on the floor, take a breath, exhale slowly, (sighs) smile, don't forget to smile, and then take a sip of water. That's the start of my day. Um, And then you can take that through the rest of your day, through any transition, right? Even if I were to go wake up my daughter, who's 15 and doesn't wake up easily, I might stop before I enter her bedroom and do that same practice. Take a deep breath, exhale slowly, and then enter. Doing that before I leave my house, I'm transitioning now. I'm going to my car and changing locations. And it helps me stay in the present moment of what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. It, it helps me to go, okay, my feet are here. This is what I'm focused on. Not I'm in the car and oh my gosh, I'm going to get somewhere. I mean, even if I'm running late, I'll use that. This is what's happening now. I'm running late. That's it. I'm already late. I can't change it. Mm-hmm. And what have you noticed is the net gain? I mean, obviously, not everything has to lead towards a big net gain. It can be just what's what's happening in and of itself in the practice. But what do you notice over time is the net gain of using this pause throughout the day? Well, then I have space in my head for, okay, big things happened. And I go, oh, it's okay. It's okay. We got this. Because I'm not fearing the result of whatever, you know, accident happened or whatever. I I take care of three older people, I would say senior citizens who don't need 100% care, but they, there are things that come up every day that I might not be prepared for. How do I work this into my day? Mm -hmm. Right. So I get a phone call. Oh, I need help. Can you come over? Breathe. Yeah, I can be there in an hour. Like it just the whole tone. When my body relaxes into that breath, like the body relaxes, it's got to bring the mind with it. It's like a natural thing. It sounds like it also, I mean, it's so powerful and there's all this really fascinating research on the, the connection between your breath and other functions in your body and your mind. But also it's sounding to me like it just helps you slow everything down. So you're not getting caught up in that panic of, oh my God, I was doing this and now I have to go, you know, make it stop and, and help this person. And you can just slow down and think and, and that will help you notice, well, okay, we can get it all done and I can rearrange things and it can all be okay. And everybody's always much more effective when you can slow things down and think methodically than when you're all in a scramble and a panic. Yeah. Yeah. And it actually, one thing we say in my house, which actually was a joke at first when uh, something was going on and my daughter came in, she goes, is this what's happening now? Like really shocked. And 
so now when something weird is happening, like, oh, there's a mess because we're crafters. We have a lot of craft supplies everywhere. This big mess. Is this what's happening now? Yes. This is what's happening now. Nice and calm. I love that. Does she know that she's the origin of that? Of that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yes. And so now it's like a joke, but it does help us. Mm-hmm. Right. Is this what's happening now? Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah. And that can be okay. I heard someone say, um, you know, the word unexpected can be very loaded and a lot of people can get panicked over that. Oh my gosh, you know, something unexpected happened and I had to do that. But in the, um, I'm trying to think of what paradigm this comes from and I can't think of it off the top of my head. It's some social emotional learning program for kids. Um, and they talk about unexpected. Well, gosh, that was unexpected. You know, like a kid suddenly, like, you know, how their bodies are kind of flaily and maybe they like elbowed you. And rather than getting, you know, on that, it's, you just kind of validate, well, that was unexpected. I didn't expect someone's elbow in my personal space. Exactly. Exactly. Now I want to add a disclaimer. This is a simple practice. It's not always easy, Mm -hmm. right? That's why it's a practice because I've, I've trained myself for the pause. Yeah. It wasn't easy before it was like, Oh my gosh, I have to pause. I have to pause. Ah, now it's ah, okay. Let's pause. I totally get what you mean because I can remember, you know, the whole, the old, the old adage, don't cry over spilled milk. I can definitely remember some moments when my kids were younger and life was just a little bit more frenetic in general, in part because they were younger, but probably in part because of my own mindset and we were moving at a fast pace, you know, life was moving at a fast pace and then the milk would spill and I would be really distraught. You know, oh my God, now I have to clean up this giant mess that of course, you know, goes everywhere. And now milk spills and I don't get all upset. It's like, okay, I mean, I don't want our stuff ruined, but okay, we'll clean it up right away and whatever. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Um, so I can really tell when you're slowed down and I'm not slowed down all the time, but I, you know, I can definitely think of two contrasting examples of this when I was feeling more racy and then one more thing would happen and it just puts you over the edge versus when you're in a more calm state and the same thing happens and you can just respond to it differently. Yeah. And one other big thing that goes with that is that when I'm looking at my calendar and I'm trying to make a schedule, If I've got a few things there and I feel like there's time for something else and someone says, oh, can you meet at two o'clock in this day? If there's a resistance, then the answer has to be no. Mm. Because the resistance is, do I have time? Can I really fit them in? And I can feel the body tense up with that question. But if I say yes, there's no room for emergencies. There's no room for the unexpected in that day. Mm -hmm. So I know the potential for greater stress goes up. And sometimes you kind of know your own limit. I mean, you know, I, I get into the nitty gritty of people's scheduling and how they're organizing their time. And it can be very tempting to want to schedule every hour and every moment. And I talk about taking blocks out and in part for the reason that you said, you know, allowing for the unexpected, especially depending on your, your job. Sometimes there's more of that, you know, than in other jobs and you really have to be able to move things around, but just in terms of your own energy level and your energy capacity that, you know, by two o'clock, maybe you need a break and maybe you need to keep two to three open and sit down on the couch. Or if you're at work, you know, just sit at your desk and not have anyone you have to talk to and just regroup a little bit and then go on and finish the rest of your day. And that can make a huge difference, allowing yourself that time to recharge. Yeah. Yeah. And we need that time for ourselves. That's okay. 
it's okay to say, I need this so that I can be my best for the next person who's coming into my sphere. Just like we put our kids down for a nap every day. We need that little chance too. Yes. Well, you know, I can so sense, I mean, I knew this because I've known you, but just talking to you today, you know, you have such a calming presence and I can just only imagine how people feel coming to see you, you know, people who are in a vulnerable position and, you know, in some sort of pain. And I can just see how calming you would be and how someone was, I imagine they feel better the second they walk in a room and they just feel your energy. I think they probably feel better. Thank you. Do people do that? I've been told that. Yeah. Yeah. Like there is, and that, you know, wouldn't that be great if other people had that like calmness? We all don't have it. We all run at a different frequency energetically. No, this is where I function best. Other people function best at a higher energy level and they bring a different thing. Yeah. But we all bring something different. And this is just where I feel most comfortable. It's a good way of putting it. I, I wish people could see you. You know, I see you now on video. Obviously, people listening to this podcast will hear the audio, but they'll hear it in your voice and you can hear the calm in your voice. But, you know, the whole package, your smile, just your whole essence, your whole being is so therapeutic and you are no doubt doing exactly what you were meant to do. And I'm so glad you found your way there. Well, thank you. I'm so grateful that you reached out that I could be here with you. It's great. I love to share, you know, one of the things that I love about being in your forties is that we now know a lot of people doing really amazing things with their career or with their personal time. And I, I really feel so blessed to be surrounded by some truly amazing people. And I love to share them and, and introduce them to other people. So Let's wrap it up with that note. Where can people find you if they're intrigued and they want to know a little bit more about what you're doing or they want to check out some of your programs, where can they find you? Well, so my website is megfrancis.com. Super easy. Francis with an I, not an E. So megfrancis.com and Instagram and Facebook. It's Meg Francis Coaching. Okay. That's easy enough. And I will have that in the show notes so people can look that up if they want. And I'm so looking forward to seeing how your business and your practice develops. And I'll be following to see what programs are coming up this year. So thank you so much, Meg, for being here today. This was really wonderful. Yes. Thank you very much. All right, everyone. Thanks for joining me and I'll see you next week. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Healthy Habits for Life. If you loved today's episode, please follow me on iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. These are so important and will enable others like you to find this podcast. Also, please share this podcast with your friends you know would also love it so we can get the word out. Thanks again for joining me. Until next week.